Hello everyone and welcome back to the BAFTA, the Grammy and the Oscar winning podcast Self-Interrupted with your host, Kit Costello. Yes, we are back. It's episode 17 and we are doing April favourites as it is, as I'm recording this, the 1st of May. The first Monday in May, otherwise known as the Met Gala. Yeah, it's serious. It's happening today. Unfortunately, my invitation got lost in the mail. Mm-hmm. Anna, we have some words that need to be said because the way I would have stand on the red carpet of the Met Gala. But you know what? There's always next year. Anyway, here we are. Thank you so much for being here for the 17th episode of Self Interrupted. I really appreciate it. If you don't know, I'd like to do a favorites episode at the end of each month, just to kind of recap of what's been going on throughout the month that I'm talking about. We talk about the month catch up, what I was doing in the month of let's say April. We talk about my April TV favorites, my April film favorites. And then we also talk about the self-interrupted top 10 charts, which is a prestigious chart that artists beg to be on. Before we get into all of that, how have you been? Hope you're well. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. There's been so much love on the podcast recently and the followers because I can get like the Spotify analytics and Diva, the analytics are rising. Thank you so much for following, for rating the podcast, for viewing it, to listening. Anyway, hope you're well. I have a latte with me today. I'm kind of getting into the habit of having a hot drink, a hot beverage while recording the episode, which I quite like. It feels more intimate, to be honest. And most of the time I finish recording while I finish my drink. Yum. Love it. Anyway, sorry, enough chat about lattes and hot drinks and hot beverages. Let's catch up on what's been going on in my previous week. It's not quite the monthly catch up just yet. We're talking about what's just happened in our previous week. Okay, bestie? This latte is so nice. Mm-mm. Ah, fucking burn my esophagus off, Christ. Okay. Let's get into the catch up, right? Okay, so let's start with yesterday. My gosh. Okay, so you guys know that I have a wedding coming up and I've been trying to find something to wear to said wedding because being non-binary, oh yeah, it's tough. I shopped at Zara, okay? I'm gonna say it. I had ordered my package to be delivered to High Street Kensington, which is a very busy shopping street in London. Anyway, I go there, I pick it up. It's not crazy, crazy busy, but it was just like a lot because, okay, so imagine this. So the Zara in the High Street Kensington is so confusing because you have the minus one level, which is just like all the men's clothing. Then you have the ground floor, which is women's. Then you have the first floor, which is women's and kids, right? Now I had to go to the men's floor, triggered, minus one floor to pick up my order, okay? I then had to stay in the men's floor to try on said order. Now I had ordered a little top, a little one, two piece. Yeah, I ordered a little top that was like an asymmetrical black top. It was nice. I ordered some like simple heels. Very nice. Fit me very well. The trousers. Oh, they were a flop. Mm, Yeah, they did not fit me. They fit me around the waist, but girl, what was going on with the length? I don't know. It was bad for me. So I then had to return the trousers. Now the return section was not in the minus one floor with the men's clothes. No, of course it wasn't. It was in the first floor. So above the ground floor, I had to walk up two sets of stairs, but I thought, I thought the returns was where you would buy and the buying section was on the ground floor above the men's. My gosh. So I wait in a queue for about a sexy little 15 minutes. I then go to return. They're like, oh, by the way, the return, you can't return here. Return is upstairs in the women's section. Oh my gosh, I'm fucking screaming. I then went upstairs to the women's section, had to return it. While I was up there, I was like, oh, I'll try some stuff on. Fitting rooms are closed. So if you want to try something on, you have to pick something from there, go all the way down the stairs, which were a lot of stairs, and then you try it on. 
And then if you don't like it, you have to bring it all the way back up. But then if you want to buy it, you have to go to the middle floor. Oh, it was too much. I was like, what are we doing? The London Marathon in the Zara store? Can we stop this? Anyway, long story short, I returned the trousers. I then had to come home, go onto ASOS and source some trousers that I'm hoping will fit me because baby, that's my last chance. The wedding is on Saturday. It's currently Monday I'm recording this and I'm chocker. I'm chocker this whole week. I have like two shoots, two fittings. I have shit to do. I've had to like rearrange my whole life because I have jury service coming up. Yeah, remember her? I have jury service coming up bad for me bad for me anyway speaking of fittings earlier last week i did a fitting for a show that i am going to be doing in may and the fitting was chill it was chill vibes only what wasn't chill let me tell you let me tell you right now was the delayed train that i had getting there delayed trains are so embarrassing because tell me why i'm in the car i'm driving to the train station it's like two minutes until this train is about to pull up i'm screaming i'm like i can't miss this train otherwise i have to wait 30 minutes and then i'm gonna be late i'm gonna be late to the fitting i can't do this so i'm not screaming i'm like running running through this train station running up the stairs to the platform i get there everyone's looking at me trains delayed eight minutes so i'm not standing on the platform sweating out of breath hair all out of place looking like boo boo the clown boo boo the fool I have eight minutes to kill. So what did I do? I went to the charity shop. Yes, I did. There was actually some good stuff in the charity shop. But what was not good was the man staring at me. Yeah, it's always going to be a man. See, now why? Why? As soon as I walked in, I could just tell that he was going to be staring. He like fully came around the corner. I was trying stuff on. And it was like the kind of stare that like made me feel like I wasn't meant to be there. It was like, you're meant to be, you're not meant to be here. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to leave. So I tried on a belt. I tried a bag and I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. So I'm walking towards the door. He runs in front of me, opens the door for me. And it's like, thank you so much for coming. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, left. I was like, what are we doing? Anyway, I got my train. I did my little fitting. It was really slave fitting, actually. It was very, very easy. It was at Central St. Martin's. And I was just fitting for a corset. So I didn't have to take anything off. I didn't have to get naked. It was great. Something I've been doing this whole, like, past two months, honestly, since, like, March, I think. I've been trying to plan out a shoot with a photographer. Since we've been planning it out, it's just getting more and more elaborate. Okay, so we've hired a studio now. We now have a team of, like, stylists. We have a hairstylist. And we had a makeup artist, okay? And just for context, I'm recording this on a Monday, and we are shooting tomorrow, okay? It's happening. Like, there's stuff going on. And the makeup artist that we had hired has dropped out. They didn't realize it was Tuesday. I was in bloody Zara, Kensington High Street. Imagine me stressed out in Zara. I then get a text message saying that this makeup artist can't do the crucial makeup for me. I was just like in the trenches, you guys. I was in like scrambling, trying to find a makeup artist. We're still trying to find a makeup artist. Can't find one. Guys, it's so bad for us. I'm not gonna lie. Like literally don't know what we're gonna do. I might have to do my own makeup. But yeah, it's just been stress. Directing and planning a shoot and getting everyone together and hiring people is so much stress. And it's just like a lot, to be honest. Communicating with people, back and forth through text message, through voice notes, through meetings, through Zoom. Oh, it's just too much. Like, what are we doing? Let's just relax. It's going to be fun and I'm really excited to do it tomorrow. I am slightly stressed, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. Anyway, something that was really cool that happened last week was I got concert tickets. Oh my gosh, I got concert tickets for Ray. If you don't know Ray, you may know her song Escapism that went viral on TikTok. Love her album. Absolutely incredible. I didn't manage to see her in London last time she was here, but now... Oh, everyone scream. She's performing at the Royal Albert Hall and I was able to get tickets. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was so stressful though, because imagine, imagine me. There I was, Friday morning, setting a timer, okay? 
And I had also changed my password on Ticketmaster because that's how they get you. I changed my password because I'd heard that people were signing into Ticketmaster and then Ticketmaster in a time of crisis was like, oh, it's time to reset your password. Like who has time to do that? Anyway, so I did all of that beforehand and I was like, okay, I'm good to go. I'm going to get these tickets. I'm going to get where I want to be sitting. I get on. I've been waiting for about, I was waiting for about an hour and a half because I just didn't want to miss these tickets. I get let in. There's no queue. I'm like, oh, okay, great. No queue. Fabulous. All the tickets are gone. I was like, okay, what the fuck? What's going on? It was not even a minute gone that all the tickets were gone. So I was like on Twitter. I was looking up Ray, Royal Albert Hall on Twitter. People were saying, oh my gosh, all the tickets have sold out. Luckily, I went onto the Royal Albert Hall website. Turns out they were the ones that were selling them, not Miss Ticketmaster. So I then enter a queue of 700 people on the Royal Albert Hall website. All while doing this, I'm trying to then negotiate getting tickets from someone on Twitter who I knew was sketchy and... Thank goodness I didn't buy from them. Basically, long story short, I got the Ray tickets and it was a good time for me. Mm-hmm. Something else that was a good time was seeing bestie Olivia. We went to the village really spontaneously, actually, like literally planned it in the afternoon. We went to Wagamama's, which by the way, oh my gosh, I got ice cream at Wagamama's for the first time. Spiritual experience. Oh my gosh, it was so good. There I was eating my coconut ice creams with coconut shavings and mango sauce on top, living my best life. And the weather yesterday was incredible, beautiful. We went to the park and we were sitting on a bench and Let me tell you, let me tell you right now. I'm scared of geese. Yeah, there I said it. And you know what? There is going to be judgment from the children, from the self-interrupters. But I don't want to hear it because geese are fucking scary. Have you seen the videos of them like running towards people with their necks out and their like wings out and then the people run away and then the geese fly towards them and attack? Like it's not going to happen to me. So there we were sitting on a bench right next to like a massive lake with like all these like darks, what? like swans and uh, what is it called? Like a geese, a goose. Ugh, absolute torture for me. We were there for about half an hour. Then a goose or a geese, I don't know, comes and starts walking towards us and then stops and just looks. And I was like, under no circumstances, am I sitting here with a goose staring at me dead in the face? So we walk off and then who do I see? A pissing pelican, a pelican. Like what? I thought that was a dinosaur. Like what's going on? Anyway. That was the week. Chaotic, to say the least. Let's move on to, let's move on to the monthly catch-up. This is the big bulky catch-up where I talk about what's been going on within the month of April. April? Yeah. Honestly, the months are blurring. I'm going to be real. I feel like I'm doing the same thing every single month. Anyway, so the month started off with one of my videos on TikTok going somewhat, not viral, but like popular. And I basically made a video about, do I say the name? Yeah. I made a video about Kendall Jenner and her take on like nepotism, etc. A controversial way to start April. Hey, listen, it was a good video. I'm happy that people saw it and some people agreed with it. Some people didn't though. And I'm still getting like comments. I don't care that much. I just made a video. Like it's not that serious, you guys. But a lot of people agreed with what I had to say. And like so many people followed me from that. Now we have like 17,000 kittenators on TikTok, which is crazy. Hey, listen, if you are from TikTok, thank you so much for coming over to the Self-Interrupted Podcast. I appreciate you so much. You're not just a kittenator. You're now a self-interrupter. Yeah, it's noted. Thank you so much, Bestie. I really appreciate that. Also, what happened in April was Easter. 
Easter, my favorite holiday of the pissing year happened. It was serious. And a lot of the children asked me why Easter is my favorite holiday of the year. I don't know. There's something about it that just like, it hits the spot for me. It's about to be summer. It's spring. I love Easter eggs. And also it's like presents. Like you don't have to buy stuff for people. I know that's really bad, but like I find that with Christmas, I don't know. This might be a hot take. I find myself saving up money like a month before Christmas because I'm like, I can't spend this money because I need to buy presents for people. Do you know what I mean? Some of my family's birthday days are around Christmas. So I'm like, okay, I can't spend money in like November because then I have to then buy presents. And it's the stress of buying presents. I absolutely, absolutely love giving gifts, but it's the buying the gift that stresses me out. But giving them on Christmas day is my favorite thing. But in, in Easter, oh baby, that's that's calm. It's calm, cool and collected. I'm sitting around the table eating my little roast dinner, my vegan roast with my vegan chocolate egg. It's a great time. We did an Easter egg hunt this year. I think my cousin hid like 50 small little Easter eggs, tiny, tiny ones. I know that we didn't find them all. I know that they're just rotting around the farm. Blessed be. I found a couple while walking my dog and I'm like, what are we doing? I pick them up every time I see them. And just Easter Easter was a great time overall. I just love it. Hot cross buns. Like, how could you hate Easter? You get hot cross buns, Easter eggs, and a roast dinner. Absolutely great time. Also, in the month of April, I famously got laser hair removal, like I do each month. I left the laser salon looking, I don't even know. I look like a five. Do you know the iPhone 5C cases when they had like all those little dots in the back of them? Do you remember those? Like the iPhone 5C, I bloody love my iPhone 5C. It was the first phone that I ever had that was touchscreen that I saved up every bit of money that I ever made. And I bought an iPhone 5C and I got that case for the back of it, a knockoff version. And had like those little holes in it. That's what my face looked like after laser. I was walking through like London, looking an absolute fool. Also, I have been planning season two this month. So if you're not in the loop, if you're not caught up, I am ending season one of Self-Interrupted at episode 22 on the 7th of June, I'm pretty sure. So it's coming up. There's not that many episodes left because I think I'm planning on doing like a best of and another favorites episode. So other than those two episodes, I have three like topical episodes left of season one, um, which is really, I don't know, sad. Because obviously I'm going to be doing a season two. If you didn't know, that's been picked up by me because I'm the producer of Self-Interrupted. So it's a good time. But I don't know, like we're never going to do a season one again. Don't. Don't make me cry. But um, yeah, there's going to be a few changes to season two and I'm really excited to share those with you. But yeah, I I, I kind of want to touch on that every single episode just in case someone like tunes in and they didn't tune into previous episodes. I want them to know that like season two is happening and season one is ending. Anyway, that is kind of what's been going on in my month. Honestly, chill vibes, chill vibes from me. Let's move on to my favorite films of April. Okay, my favorite films, you guys. Let's get into them. So, my first favorite film is Five Seconds Flat by Lizzie McAlpine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cinema. Let's talk about it. Lizzie McAlpine is an artist. Yeah, she sings ceilings. Yeah, ceilings plaster. Why can't you make it go faster? Five Seconds Flat, the short film, is based off of her album. It has songs from the album in the film. It's like a visual piece, okay? And I do feel like a bit of a film student being like, oh my gosh, you guys, I watched this short film the other day. You got to watch it. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like a snobby film student. I was once a film student. I did drop out of my A-level film, um, but that's a different story for a different time. Anyway, yeah, this film is great. The cinematography in this film is so perfect and well thought out and beautiful. The storyline is like a typical like 
Americana coming of age storyline. I think it's basically about like a relationship that doesn't work in high school and how Lizzie's character deals with that. And then there's actually a time jump. In a short film, there's a time jump. It was great for me. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on right now. Anyway, there's a time jump and then she has another relationship. It's more serious. And then they have like a massive argument. And then ultimately she ends up with her friend. I don't know. This film just goes through so much and like really draws the emotions out of you. And the acting's really great as well. Every frame feels like it could be like an art piece in the Louvre. And funnily enough, one of the frames is the album cover, which I just think is so interesting because I remember looking at the album cover before I even knew that there was a short film thinking, what is it? Turns out there's a guy that she's hugging in the album cover and I wouldn't have even known that if it wasn't for the short film. So it's really interesting the bits of knowledge that you gain when you watch the short film. That is the first out of two films. Yeah, everyone scream. There's only two films that I watched this month. And the second film I literally watched, guess when? Yesterday. The second film that I watched is called He's just not that into you. This is a good film. It's a good little rom-com with a great, a stellar cast of Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore. What's going on? This film talks about how women especially kind of come home from a date and they have like really high expectations for men and the men just aren't ever really meeting those high standards and the film basically follows this main character who's a woman who goes on like several dates and men are just fucking about with her emotions they keep saying at the end of the dates like oh yeah we'll have to do this again sometime yeah no like we'll keep in touch Mm. and then there's another man who's the main character and he's just giving it to her straight He's like, yeah, they're not going to get in touch with you. He's like basically breaking down the boy code of what these men are saying to this woman. It's just really insightful, interesting film. And I'm like, I've been in that situation so many times. And honestly, I've been that person so many times. It's that bad. I don't know. Like, it's not even necessarily about like, I've never been on a date. So it's not to do with, I have actually. Have I? I still don't know. There's so many situations that I've been in and I'm like, was this a date? I don't even know what's going on. But I've never done that on a date, I don't think. But I've done it in like, when I've been at work on a photo shoot and there's been people that I've literally been coming home from work with on the same train, like maybe we get on the same line of the tube and as they're leaving, I'm like, we need to stay in touch. Like, no, seriously, I say this to everyone, but like, ser- we need to stay in touch. Never speak to them again. I don't know why. I don't know why. If you haven't spoken within the first week of seeing that person, you're never speaking to that person again. Because it's just awkward. It's awkward to pop up because you barely know them. Because let me tell you, let me tell you right now. If I'm doing a photo shoot, and say it's like an all day photo shoot, for example. And then we get on the same tube line. And then I'm saying like, oh, we need to see each other again. You don't pop it to me. I don't pop it to you within the first week. I feel like that's just crickets. I feel like that's over. I don't know. Maybe I'm, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm the bad person in the situation. But I don't know. I wouldn't do it on a date. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe I would though. Because I kind of understand where it, it comes from. It's like you don't want to make it awkward. Because you wouldn't leave a date and be like, I don't want to see you again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. (laughs) I don't know, how would you... Okay, wait, let me think. How would I go about, like, declining someone on a date? Hmm. Okay, so we finished the date. Let's say we split the bill. Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. That's what they said. And then I say... Mmm, yeah, the food was nice. Oh, that's that's so backhanded. You completely, like, misdirect. You're like, "Mm, yeah, no, but the food was nice. Sure. Step one. Oh my gosh, we should do this again sometime. And then I'm thinking, mm, yeah. Oh, see, now I've said yeah. That makes me a bad person. No, we need to think of another word that's not yeah. Okay. We should do this again sometime. Hmm. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> I was supposed to be like, yeah, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> you can't say that. You'd be like, I don't know, like, I'm really busy. No, because that just sounds like such a cop-out. And then it was just like dead that conversation. Because if someone was like, oh my gosh, we should do this again sometime. And you're like, mm, I'm busy. That person would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, no, same. We should do this again sometime. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I... I can invite a friend. I don't know, like, you'd have to, like, try and make it sound, like, more platonic than romantic. Do you know what I mean? So, like, oh my gosh, yeah. As friends. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I feel like that's more dickish than just being, like, I don't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, long story short, I think I'm the villain in this situation. Because I am a culprit of saying that I will call someone, I will text someone platonically and never doing it i don't know dude i don't know i guess i am the villain in this situation but i don't think i would do it on a date but then again maybe i would i think it's just a sense of like being a people pleaser i think the men in this movie weren't doing it in a people pleasing way that's what i'm gonna think anyway think and hope i don't know because they were like really flirty if i wasn't enjoying a date i wouldn't be flirty do you know what I mean? Especially if I was leaving. Because they were like, you were so much fun. We've got to do this again. Like, I'd never do that. Anyway, interesting film. There was also some, like, strong adultery in this film. Strong cheating. Which I was just, like, so uncomfortable with. I was like, what are we doing? What? I just... I can never get behind someone cheating. Or, like, gaslighting someone on a TV show. Or a film. Anyway, those are my favorite films of April. He's Just Not That Into You and Five Seconds Flat by Liz McAlpine, a short film. Let's move on to my favorite TV shows. For TV shows, oh, I haven't actually been watching that much either. I know, sorry guys, sorry. I've kind of let you down this month, let me be real. I've only watched two TV shows this month. I'm trying like consciously to watch stuff that's new, but sometimes I just slip into watching the same old stuff, like a Queer Eye episode or Gilmore Girls. And I've already put those in favorites episodes, so I can't just like be repeating. Anyway, the first show that I've been loving in the month of April is Kath and Kim. I don't think I've talked about this yet. I think I've talked about it maybe as a recommendation, but I haven't talked about it in the favorites episode. Kath and Kim is one of my favorite shows of all time now, and I started watching it maybe two months ago. It's an Australian sitcom that kind of reminds me of like Absolutely Fabulous. It's lighthearted, it's camp. It's basically about mother Kath and daughter Kim living in the same house in Australia, and it's like an observational comedy. It's really funny. And also the episodes are 20 minutes. Oh, a sexy, sweet little 20 minute episode. I can't, you guys. Turns out most TV shows nowadays are like an hour and a half long episodes each. Each episode is an hour and a half long. What are we doing? Can we just stop? Can we go back to like maybe 35 minutes? Because otherwise I'm just not, I'm just, I'm losing all patience. I just, I don't know what it is. I get so distracted, especially like an hour and a half. It's too much. Anyway, um, I think there's only four seasons and eight episodes per season. So you can easily whack this out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> My unhealthy TV watching habits. I'm like, yeah, no, a week. The next show that I've been loving is also a comedy called Catastrophe. Catastrophe is based around a one night stand that turns into a pregnancy and a marriage. It's based in London, but the main character is Irish and her husband is American. I'm currently on season two and I'm only like a couple episodes into season two, but I watched season one in like a day. 
Because again, again, let's talk about it. 20 minute episodes and there's eight episodes per season. So you're getting through it really, really quickly. And that's what I'm loving. As you can tell, the only two shows are both 20 minute episodes because it's chill, chill vibes only. And that's what we need as a society. We need to bring down the shows that have hour long episodes. But anyway, back on track. Catastrophe, a great watch. I'm currently watching both of these shows on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, those are my favorite TV shows of the month of April, Kath and Kim and Catastrophe. Let's now move on to the prestigious, the incredible, the iconic self-interrupted top 10 charts. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the self-interrupted top 10 charts, you guys. Oh my God, we're here. It's serious. Now, if you're new and you don't know what the self-interrupted top 10 charts are, this is a chart based on my Spotify on repeat playlist. We go through the top 10 evidently. Now what I've noticed in these favorite episodes is that I listen to a lot of the same music over and over again. So it's kind of the same songs just in different placements because I've been listening to them on like varying repeatedness. You know, you know what I'm talking about. But some are new. So let's get into number 10, which is Death by Melanie Martinez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Melanie Martinez incredible album portals great this song has been in the charts for a month now Mm -hmm. yeah it's true it was in the last favorites episode and it's great moving on to number nine is erase me by lizzie mccalpline featuring jacob collier Mm -hmm. now let's talk about jacob collier real quick jacob collier is i don't know if i'm even saying his name right but he's a british artist and i know him most for doing like incredible harmonies. He's been featured on many songs. For example, he was actually in Good Days by SZA. He's like background vocalist on that. So if you hear like all of those like beautiful, magical harmonies in the background, that's Jacob Collier. I don't know why I didn't get like featured on that track because he does the same thing in Erase Me by Lizzie McAlpine and he's featured on it. So... I don't know. But anyway, Erase Me by Lizzie McAlpine. Erase Me is great. Erase Me is about, honestly, I can't actually pinpoint what it is about because the music video is Lizzie sleeping with two different people. So I think the idea is like, who's going to replace me maybe? Who's going to replace me in the relationship that I've left? I think that's what the vibe is. And I love it. It's just such a dramatic song. And in the music video, she's running through a street in suburban town. Oh yeah, I'm screaming. That's my favorite kind of thing. Like a dramatic coming of age music video where someone's like running through a street and like singing and screaming dramatically. It's great. So yeah, Erase Me is number nine. In at number 10, nope. <laughs> in at number eight, we have Body Do by Chloe. I don't know why this wasn't a single of her new album. I think it was like a promo single, but it didn't get a video. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? It's a great song to dance to as well. Dance to and also run to. On the treadmill, I'm doing a bit of both. I'm dancing and I'm running. Hmm. In at number seven, we have Gracie Abrams with Feels Like. This has been on the charts for a few months now. It's about her and her friend, which I don't think there are enough songs that are platonic love. There needs to be some more platonic love songs. Moving on to number six, we have Ray. That's my bestie. Mm-hmm. Ray with Flipper Switch. Now, I don't think that this has been on the charts before because I have only recently become obsessed with this song. It's such a bad bitch anthem. It's a bad bitch song, a no fuckery song. And I love that. 
a little bit like tongue-in-cheek almost and i really enjoy that i enjoy a really tongue-in-cheek kind of song moving on to number five we're halfway down the self-interrupted top 10 charts we have liz mccalpline once again no it's true she is going to be getting some airtime this episode we have liz mccalpline with doomsday oh my gosh this is the opening track on five seconds flat and it is so dramatic you want to talk a dramatic song how about an opening line of an album being pull the plug in september i don't want to die in june pull the plug to what what's going on it's intense for lizzie mccalpline it is like bless her damn soul like she's out here on a bloody machine that's keeping her alive and she's saying you know pull the plug in september bitch i don't want to die in june i don't want to start planning my funeral i have work to do christ this song is great and it has such a ugh, a dramatic line at the end that goes and the funny thing is i would have married you if you had stuck around oh my gosh don't make me scream right now screaming that at the end of a song how dare you lizzie mccalpline how dare you and you too mr spears <laughs> death to all of them <laughs> sorry great great song absolutely love it bellissimo moving on to number four just missing out on the top three is mimi webb with freezing i've talked about this one for months you guys i need to find some new music because christ but freezing is just like honestly one of my favorite songs i don't know what's going on i don't listen to mimi webb that much honestly i think i know like two of her songs one of them is freezing in at number three is this artist's first time ever, I think, to ever touch my Spotify repeat. It's Harry Styles with Little Freak. Now, I'm not not a Harry Styles fan. Let's get one thing clear. I like Mr. Styles. I do have one of his vinyls. I think it's Fine Line. Um, Yeah, I like a few of his songs. It's cute. But Little Freak? I don't know why I became obsessed with Miss Little Freak over this past week. Oh, she's rhyming. I don't even know what it's about, to be honest. I think that he was just in love with someone and he's reminiscing, but... Good job, Harry. Well done. You're in at number three. You've got the bronze. So moving on to number two, we have Flo with Missy Elliott, who were on last month's charts, I'm pretty sure, with Fly Girl. Again, unapologetic pop. Let's get into it. Also, Missy Elliott being there is giving me throwbacks. It's giving me flashbacks. Back to me watching Viva on Channel 21, watching her... What's the song where it's like, is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. Me watching that, singing along to that, when I was what, seven years old? What's going on? Miss Missy's back and I love it. It's great. Flo, I'm an absolute ride or die for Flo. I love them so much. So congratulations, Flo and Missy. You got the silver spot at number two. In at number one, this diva could not get any more airtime. It's Lizzie McAlpine. I should just title this episode Lizzie McAlpine Favorites because it's all about her. The song that's taking the top spot is All My Ghosts. Mm-hmm. For me, it kind of reminds me of her song Ceilings in the sense that she's imagining a future with a guy. However, I think in this situation, All My Ghosts, she actually knows the guy. I feel like Ceilings is about someone that you don't even know yet and you're imagining a whole life about them. But All My Ghosts is like Ceilings' sister about a relationship that you've just entered. Because one of the lyrics in All My Ghosts is, I can see it now, the wedding of the year. I can see it now. He stands up there and wipes his tears. And I love that. But congratulations, Lizzie McAlpine. You have got the gold. I feel like she's got the gold twice in a row. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure, dude. If you want to stream the self-interrupted top 10 charts, you can do as I have a playlist, which is entitled self-interrupted top 10 charts. Yes, it is. You can find that by just looking it up on Spotify or looking up my username on Spotify, which is Kit Can Be Interesting. Those are my favorites of the month. Pretty chill, very chill month, to be honest. I feel like I listened to the same songs, watched 
two films and two TV shows. What was I doing? I don't even know what I was doing this month, but I feel like I was super busy. I didn't get up to much. I didn't watch much and I didn't listen to any new music. I think I was just working a lot. But yeah, I hope you can appreciate this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have, please feel free to rate it on whichever streaming platform you are listening to this episode on. I really want to thank you for listening to Self Interrupted. I really, really appreciate it. It means so much to me, like genuinely. I know I say every single episode, but I really mean it. Like, I don't know how I can get this to come across more sincere than it is, but like, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me and my favorites. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just really cool. And I really appreciate you. You can follow me on social media. That felt so unnatural. Sorry. I was like, yeah, thank you so much. Anyway, follow me on social media. Sorry. Anyway. You can follow me on social media on Instagram and on TikTok at kit.costello. You can send in your questions to kitcanbeinteresting.com and I will answer them. But other than that, I hope you have an incredible week. I'm sending you so much love as always, Kit. <laughs>